It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. While one's character is generally understood to be more important than one's reputation, one's reputation is also very important. We'll look at that in our thought of the day. And in our interview segment, some ideas and suggestions from Elizabeth Engen behind the art of managing and even rescuing an online reputation. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. We've often heard and read sayings, good sayings, that distinguish character from reputation. For example, a popular one from legendary UCLA basketball coach John Wooden is, be more concerned with your character than with your reputation, because your character is what you really are, while your reputation is merely what others think you are. Now, he wasn't saying ignore your reputation, but be more concerned with your character because you have total control over that. Whereas while we can perhaps to a certain extent manage our reputations and do things in such a way that we increase the likelihood of a good reputation, we certainly cannot control that. There are far too many factors in that regard that are indeed beyond our control. Unfortunately, sometimes even doing the right thing character-wise can hurt our reputations, at least temporarily. And we might even know that at the time we make the decision, but we feel so strongly about our need to be congruent with and true to our values that we're willing to have that happen. Since in our interview segment today, we're going to focus on reputation, the online aspect, let's look at how reputation itself is defined, whether online or not. According to dictionary.com, it's the estimation in which a person or thing is held especially by the community or the public generally. Sounds about right. And some people even pay good money to have their reputations molded. For example, a corporate CEO, an actor, an athlete, or numerous others who retain a PR firm to do that very thing. And for good reason, their reputations can help them to position themselves very advantageously. This reminds me of a saying I recently read that Reputations can be manipulated. Character can only be developed and maintained. Wow, that's a powerful statement. Of course, what we like is that when one works at developing a reputation in the marketplace, that that reputation is based on their character. Unfortunately, as we know all too well, and more of these surprises seem to be coming to light more and more of late, One's reputation and their actual character can be two entirely different things. But let's also remember that those are the headlines we're bound to see. After all, media doesn't make money by reporting things like corporate CEO, loved by many, has absolutely earned his or her wonderful reputation. It just doesn't sell. Every so often you'll see it, but it's framed as more of a rarity than it most likely actually is. But even that CEO needs to make sure that when an issue comes up that could damage his or her or their company's reputation, that they're out in front of it, handling it correctly and appropriately, and in such a way that it simply aligns with their values and high character. 
These days, uh, again, whether online or off, we simply cannot leave our reputations to chance. There are too many variables out there. Unfortunately, it's not always enough to simply do the right thing or not do the wrong thing. And while I'm certainly not saying we should brag or boast, we do need to make sure to take the appropriate steps to guard our reputations. No, we don't need to be paranoid about it, simply conscious of it. Though I must confess that I always love the saying attributed to the always profound anonymous, which goes, live in such a way that if someone spoke badly of you, no one would believe it. Ah, wouldn't that be wonderful? Up next, we'll go deeper into managing our online reputations and learn from a true pro in this area what works, what doesn't, and some of the steps we can take to help it happen. An enlightening discussion with Elizabeth Engen right after this. Pick up John David Manns and my newest book, The Go-Giver Influencer. Set in the same fictional city as the first two Go-Giver books, it features two young, ambitious business people, Jillian Waters, chief buyer for a national chain of pet accessory stores, and Jackson Hill, founder of a small but growing manufacturer of all-natural pet foods. Each has something the other wants. To Jackson, it's the possibility of reaching more animals if he can negotiate terms that will protect his company's integrity. To Jillian, it's about giving her company a distinct competitive advantage in the marketplace if she can persuade Jackson to give them an exclusive. Of course, there's a surprise ending. Marshall Goldsmith says this may be the most important go-giver book yet and adds that in today's polarized world, it could not be more timely. Read the first two chapters of The Go-Giver Influencer by visiting thegogiver.com or just click the link in the show notes. Elizabeth Engen is an online business strategist and founder of Premier SEO Ninjas, a digital marketing agency that has helped doctors and lawyers grow their practices and create massive revenue. She provides innovative and results-driven internet marketing solutions so that business owners become even more successful in their chosen fields of endeavor. Over the past 15 years, this Premier Google partner and double agency owner has been building compelling campaigns that get traffic, get noticed, and generate more clients for their businesses and she's done this in 19 countries around the world. Much of her practice also revolves around being on top of one's online reputation, which is such a vitally, vitally important topic these days, and that's mainly what we'll discuss today. Her website is premierseoninjas.com. That website and one to her resources will also be in the show notes. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you for having me, Bob. It's good to be talking to you and your, and, and your listeners. Oh, my pleasure. So uh, let me ask you first, how would you define and explain online reputation management? Well, simply, it's just ensuring that the potential customers see your business for what, what it truly is instead of you know what some people might put online about it. Um, using reputation management takes or makes your other online marketing efforts easier. Instead of playing catch up to overcome false impressions, you can receive more leads generated online, website referrals, and increased effectiveness for your marketing efforts and more time to grow your business. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to share some statistics about reputation management because I think it'll really clarify 
and bring home uh, the points that I want uh, the listeners to really get. Okay. So first, a reported 97% of customers have searched for local businesses and professionals online, and 12% of the consumers said that they looked up those businesses online daily. That comes from Bright Local. 66% of searchers say that they consider search engines as a reliable source of fair and unbiased information. Mm. And that comes from Pew Research and Technology. More than 85% of consumers say that they trust reviews from online sources as much or more that they would trust an in-person recommendation, which I think is really key. That comes from Bright Local. Over 40% of businesses and professionals with negative online items reported loss of value and revenue as a direct result. That comes from Forbes. Yeah, and this is interesting, uh, Elizabeth, because really what is said online isn't necessarily <laughs> uh, more valid, and yet it's it's getting to be looked at that way, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's the message that I like to share with business owners and people that have a brand because that's what it comes down to. And people don't realize that. Mm. So you, you hear warnings all the time uh, about the importance of safeguarding one's online reputation because everything, again, is now online, right? So as yeah. an expert in this field, and you certainly are, do you feel that we as a society have become sufficiently aware of this or are most people still really, I guess, underprotecting themselves or they don't even know better? I think the majority of people don't even know better. And that's why I like to share this information with people because I, I, I don't think most people are consciously aware of, of even, even if you don't have much online about yourself, Bob, that hurts your business because people won't want to do business with you. Right. Yeah. And we're going to talk more about that later because that is, that is so interesting. Um, yeah. you know, it's like not having a credit card hurts your credit. Right. You know, it's the same thing. Not being online actually hurts your online reputation uh, just for the reason you're not there. So it, it, I find that fascinating. Uh, so how do we do it? What's what's the first step we, we take then, Elizabeth, as business people, as entrepreneurs, as salespeople? I guess really anyone who's online. What's what's that first step? Well, I think it's important to set up a Google alert for yourself. Number one, because if somebody mentions you, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be Twitter or wherever it is, you'll get a notification of what they're saying about you, your business, your brand. I think it's important if you're a professional to contribute things that are of professional interest to the people that you're serving and do it. You don't have to do it a lot, but do it occasionally. So you're looked at known as the authority in, in your industry and I think it's important uh, setting up social media profiles is really important so you have a presence so people can see that you're an established business. And you don't have to do it a lot, but I think it's important just to be known and recognized in your industry. Again, if you're not present, I think people tend to question if you are uh, if you're legitimate or not. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, I've heard you say before, you know, don't overshare, which certainly it depends how you define overshare. If it's, if it's, uh, something provocative, no, don't overshare. But you also <laughs> say, you know, families and in photos and in different things and, and so forth. But what about a person who is online a lot and they, they do put pictures of their, you know, their, their families or their, their, uh, uh, 
social events or you know whatever whatever it is is there is there a one size fits all how do you kind of answer people's questions about that i think it's okay to do it uh to do it sparingly but uh don't like you just said don't overshare and i think if you have a question about that i think you may uh, may you should be asking some other people you you know. However, if it's your friends that are sharing too much online, they might not be the good people to ask either. <laughs> okay, so let's let's say you have a client. Let's say one of one of the people listening is is saying, "Wow, okay, I, I like what she's saying." So you're taking them through what you call an online makeover. How would you do it? Sure. So typically, what I like to do is get get the, the client's story to get it really professionally written. So that information is, is out there, like a biography about them, their experience, what they like, just, just so people get an idea of who they are and what they're about. And nothing over the top, nothing too shiny. Um, but what's important is when someone does a Google search for that person, um, that information should dominate that branded search profile because I'm Bob Berg that I'm sure that's a, a common name. And of course your information comes up at the top of, of a search for that, but anyone else that had, there's many other Elizabeth Engans as well. My information is the top of the search. So if somebody, if, Someone did a search for me and they found another Elizabeth Engen, some, someone that was not me, people would question if I was really a, an authority in my industry. So just make sure that your information is the top of, of the search. And then I also, I ask, you know, five or 10 top things about the client online. Uh, we can, you know, write those things down. It could be about your resume, things that already exist. And that information has to be really prominent at the top so people can be finding that information. And then if, if people have a negative reputation online, what we do is we try to bury that those negative search results. It's often difficult. Like we never try to remove anything uh, because, well, for example, you know, the laws, you know, really haven't haven't caught up in that area. But so we so what we do is we just try to push good con content to the top and then negative content towards the bottom. You know, there's an old joke that says that, you know, where do you, where would you hide a dead body? And the punchline is page two of a Google search. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. So those are, those are just very basic things that we do. So let's look at how to uh, handle, and, and, I, and I'll bet that when I said, it, it talked about this being online reputation, this is the first thing that came to many people's minds for, for very natural reasons. You know, the, the scary, someone writes a bad review about your business or about you personally, that type of review that we see. So what are the steps we take? Uh, you know, uh, I guess above and beyond trying to get it on, on page two of Google, uh, <laughs> we do need to be proactive about this, I'd imagine, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So the first thing I tell people is not to ignore it. Some people just think that, you know, if they ignore it, people won't pay attention to that. And that's just absolutely false because our online reputation is either developed by us or for us. So we want to respond as quickly as we can. I, I suggest people not to argue, but to be very mm -hmm. neutral as possible. 
And just be aware that it's really not uncommon for businesses to be accused of anything, you know, from refusing to serve veterans to participating in illegal activities. And it might not even be true. But, um, you know, for those reasons alone, a reputation management strategy is is almost a requirement in today's modern business society because there's just so much competition in today's world. Yeah, you know, Jay Bayer wrote a wonderful book called Hug Your Haters. Uh, mm. I think I interviewed him back before I had the podcast when, when I was interviewing people on the blog post. And wh what he was saying was that if someone writes a bad review about your business, nowadays just to ignore them is really kind of a, it, it can appear negative. You know, it, 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 uh, you almost have to, you have to respond in some way or another, as, as you've said. Uh, yeah. and you've got to be proactive about it. it. You obviously want to win them over if you can, but I think a lot of times it's also the other people who are watching to see how you're going to respond. Because we've all seen, Elizabeth, when someone has said something negative about a business and they've posted it on on Yelp or on some other, um, some other site, and the person, the business owner responds defensively, even if they're right about what happened, they just look, they look lousy. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but if, if, if a person does not have any knowledge of your business, that could be their first impression mm -hmm. of your business if you don't respond and then they won't want to be doing business with you. Yeah. So yeah, that's no good. Yeah. So uh, I want to go back to something we, we touched on earlier. Uh, and, and this is where I kind of made the analogy about a young person trying to build their credit. It's better for them to have a, a credit card than, than not, even though intuitively it doesn't seem like it should be a ca the case. So let's talk about that in terms of online reputation. Same principle holds if you don't have an online presence that actually hurts your online reputation because even if you're a bricks and mortar place, people still, they kind of, they're suspicious if you don't have an online presence. 100%, absolutely. As a matter of fact, wow. when I, early on in my business, there, well, there were, I ran across a man, he was a New Yorker and he was very suspicious. He told me he did a Google search and he didn't find much about me, um, online. And I told him, well, I'm kind of a private person, but, and I don't think that that's what cost me his business, but I can tell you, Bob, I've chosen not to do business with people that have reviews that on paper, it says that they're millionaires, but I can't find anything online about their business mm, mm, mm. except their website. And I don't think people take face value anymore for what a person says about their business, how much money they earn. Cause there's a lot of people out there that talk about, Oh, I'm so successful. I earn multiple six figures or I'm a multimillionaire and you just can't take for face value what someone says. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about SEO, search engine optimization. Uh, we hear the term a lot. Uh, what is it really in a nutshell and, and why is it so important? Well, those are great questions. And I love to, I love to talk about SEO because that's our, our my primary that's right. business. Sure. Yep. So SEO is just pretty much if you, if you want to be found in a search, let's say if you're a lawyer, in New York City. Of course, there's a lot of lawyers in New York City and it's very competitive. So SEO is the technical processes that are done to your website. So your website can be found in the top of, you know, for a Google search. And um, 
there's some great SEO providers out there and there's not so great uh, SEO providers out there. Um, Google does a lot of changes to their algorithm. Last year, there was 278 change Google L L algorithm changes and they do that intentionally so it's difficult for um for fly-by-night organizations, people that aren't so serious about business or their industries, they can't gain the system or they can't be at the top of the search. So uh, Google wants to provide their searchers, the people using their uh, search engine, the best possible results. So Google wants to reward the people uh, and their businesses that know what they're doing. So, so SEO is really important because that's how business, like I get a lot of referrals but that's how business comes to me and that's how business comes to my client because the easiest way to get business is for people to search mm -hmm. for you and your services and you would be astounded bob at how much how many people are searching for different types of services all over the world yeah and that's really part of your online reputation you're you're creating it Absolutely. through that yeah 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 so what are some of the common mistakes people make in in that regard in terms of SEO? Yeah, because I would imagine they use that in order to, they're really to, to market their business, market themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, do people think there are certain things that you do, but you don't? <laughs> well, okay, that, that's maybe an not. interesting question because here's the thing. Uh, honestly, there's a lot of information online about SEO. There's a lot of classes that you can take and, and it's changing all the time. Um, one thing I believe that makes you know, my company is so successful is we put so much money every, I think last year we spent about $80,000 in our own research and testing. So we know the changes that are happening, what's going on. And we, ha we belong to a mastermind and we talk about our research and testing and we know what's happening. And I think that, so back to your question, I think a lot of information out there is outdated. It gets outdated very quickly. There's things that were you know, five years ago uh, and what was uh -huh. even working six months ago is not <laughs> working today. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. that makes, and so I want to tie in SEO and I know you do this as a driver for your client's business to, to bring them business. And I, I just, I love the idea of it. I want to tie this back to brand, uh, reputation management, if you will, is, is SEO something you use to, to maybe get the, the yucky stuff on page two of Google, as we were talking about before, when it's something unwarranted? Yeah, absolutely. So the same processes, so the SEO processes that we use for websites to be ranking at the top is the same thing. Like if, if we want to, let's say if you had a bad reputation, which you do not, Bob, everybody knows that you well, do not. <laughs> but uh, if, if you had a problem, if you had a hater out there and, and mm -hmm. someone came along, what we would do is we would, the SEO is the process of, uh, of putting information out there on high domain authority sites that will be ranking at the top. Mm. So it will push the other information down. So it's this, so SEO are the, is the processes that we use for reputation management. Well, hopefully you will not be getting a call from me for that reason, but if you do, 
just just be <laughs> be ready. Elizabeth Angin is an online business strategist and founder of Premier SEO Ninjas, a digital marketing agency that's helped doctors and lawyers grow their practices and create massive revenue. She provides innovative and results-driven internet marketing solutions so that business owners become even more successful in their chosen fields of endeavor. A couple of websites, Premier uh, SEOninjas.com. And you can get a bunch of her great resources at premierseoninjas.com slash resources. And both of those websites, links to those websites, uh, will be in the show notes. Thank you, Elizabeth. This was very helpful. I enjoyed this a lot. And I, I wish you the very best of continued success. Well, thank you for having me, Bob. It was just so great to talk to you today. Main takeaway I receive from Elizabeth is that while there are lots of steps we can take to both manage our online reputations and even repair them when necessary, the most important thing to remember is that it's up to us to always be proactive about it rather than reactive. How will you begin applying Elizabeth's advice with regards to your online presence? Please feel free to write to me at bob at berg.com and let me know. John David Manns and my new book, The Go-Giver Influencer, is now on sale at bookstores nationwide, both online and traditional. Visit thegogiver.com and download chapters one and two, or just click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review, and your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver Podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me, and until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.